back to a new episode of Throw It Batch. I'm Sam, and I have my good friend and co-host Melissa here. We are so excited to break down the second episode of Michelle's season. Uh, what did you think? It was, you know, kind of like a boring episode, but it also wasn't. I felt like we really got to know some of these guys so much better. I think also the location just doesn't feel like The Bachelorette. It almost feels like we're watching another show. And we also have a cast whose personalities I feel is so different than what we've seen recently. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the location, like, I don't think a lot of people know this, but they're back in Palm Springs. So these first few episodes are in Palm Springs, but it's obviously not at La Quinta. To me, it just feels like an old, it's at like an old school Marriott that hasn't really updated its decor and it's just it's just kind of random. I think the hotel that they stay at for the majority of the time in Minnesota, um, it looks really, really nice. So I'm hoping that that will be more aesthetically pleasing because, yeah, I'm like not into where they are. They're not even showing like the mountains really or like the beauty that is Palm Springs. So I wish they would just stop shooting there because it like doesn't do the show justice and the show doesn't do Palm Springs any justice. It's a beautiful place. Well, I'm definitely really excited for Michelle and her journey. I still think that she's such a freaking amazing bachelorette. Um, we obviously have some very interesting news and gossip for you guys that we are going to cover at the end of the episode, but um, there's a big breakup we need to talk about, um, which was shocking, but we'll get there. First, I just want to start off talking about, I love the vibe between Michelle and Tasha. They're really utilizing Tasha more, I feel like, this season than the one before. And I feel like with Katie's season, they utilized Caitlyn more because they felt like they had similar personalities in some ways. But yeah, like Michelle and Tasha are sitting on a bed drinking mimosas, just like shooting the shit, talking about her men and I swear to God, Taisha gets more beautiful every single time she is on the screen. It's insane. They share kinship as Taisha being the most recent Black Bachelorette. And then Michelle and Caitlin should share kinship because they're both Geminis. Mm -hmm. And also Caitlin Bristow has a lot of cancer elements in her chart, which Michelle, you know, can relate to as well. So I think that it's interesting because... I, I, you're right. I, I'm not seeing a lot of Caitlyn. I know that Kate, Katie Thurston was like obsessed with Caitlyn Bristow. Like she like inspired her to go on this bachelorette journey or be part of this franchise and everything. It's, it's a lot of sinistry over there. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to miss it for sure. I'm going to miss them on my screens. Um, we have our first date and it is a group date. So we have Brandon, Romeo, Rick, PJ, Will, Olu, Casey, Danny, LT, and Peter. I swear, I really don't know these guys. Like I knew the other guys. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Do you feel that way? Like I really felt like we had a better grasp on who these men were for Katie's season. Yeah, I think the one-on-one um, -on -one moments are a little bit scrambled. Like you either get a lot of information on someone you get or you get absolutely nothing because- we have a lot of dudes this season that spend a lot of time just telling Michelle how beautiful and stunning she is. And there's absolutely no substance. I agree. But, you know, we're getting there. We have a classroom date. These kids are familiar to me. What season were they on? It's the, um, the little girl and the redheaded boy. I swear they were on another group date. Like, I don't think it was Katie's season. I think it could have been Tasha. And Claire's season because I've seen those kids before. Are you saying these are child actors? Yes, they're child actors. They're not actually not your word. <laughs> no, yeah, they're great. Maybe they're from smarter than a fifth grader or something like that. <laughs> I it's driving me nuts. Like I need to figure out where I've seen them before. Whoever that little girl was, phenomenal. Savage. That girl was a savage. I want to know what yeah. her sign is. Someone find her parents. We need to know. <laughs> So they had this classroom date and um, with these fifth graders, they do math and spelling. And I mean, I, I we've seen this date before. Again, I can't exactly remember where, but it's cute. But it never applied enough as it does now. Have we ever had a teacher as a bachelorette? I don't think so. Okay. It was funny. I was listening to Bachelor Happy Hour today 
And Becca asked like the dumbest question. It was Michelle was on and she asked the dumbest question to her. She goes, so Michelle, how did it feel to have these men truly in, be in your element of the classroom? And I'm like, they weren't in her actual classroom. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't her quote unquote element. She's with little child actors. And she's like, oh yeah, like I felt so comfortable. Like they're, you know, on my turf now. And I'm like, what turf? You're in Pop Springs, you crazies. But <laughs> it was just like such a filler date, but we did get to know some of the men better. Like Romeo actually went to Harvard and is a mathematician. Wow. Yes. And it brought out a lot of their competitiveness because like all their pissing contest really comes down to intelligence, ability to contain as much information on random crap, basically, as I see all the time in the office and strength. There is a little bit of like head butting between Peter and Will, I think it's yes. Will. Yeah, they say spell narcissist and Will writes Peter. <laughs> and um, he did not like that a little bit later, but also Brandon is so cute and he can't spell and he's really embarrassed, but he definitely makes up for it later on the night portion of the group date. So they have some one-on-one time, her and Brandon, they joke about him not being able to spell. And then he like, <laughs> says all of these super cheesy lines and she's like are you serious right now and he's like yes is that is that too much I I understand now why he's the runner-up but you like I see it he's like the official runner-up or like fourth place runner-up he's the official runner-up so again everyone's oh, well he's a Leo and Leo's charm 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 I know he's really cute, but he looks so young. And yes, guys, this is a spoiler podcast. Obviously, if you're here, you know that. We were actually talking, me and Melissa, like, is there an official final four like that Reality Steve released? And I did some research today and there isn't. It's just speculation. We just know who the final two are officially, um, but Brandon is one of those. So he obviously makes it far and, you know, they're really kind of like building on their romance and I think they definitely have a lot of chemistry we get to see some time with Romeo at first I thought Romeo was like a little bit uppity like too snobby in a way for me I just didn't like the French he's also a cancer so Bennett was a cancer yeah and that is the perfect example Bennett and Romeo are both Harvard alums and they're both cancers and they're both like really smart so wow. I wonder how many cancers go to Harvard in general. We need to get, get some data. <laughs> Apparently they're super smart. Apparently um, they go to Harvard and then the, the bachelorette. bachelorette. Yes. Oh God. The Harvard um, alums must be so proud. <laughs> so proud. So then we get our first man fight of the season. I told you last week that Peter had crazy eyes. I said it. He you is. Did. Yeah. There, I think Will does too. Oh, a Leo and, a, and an Aquarius. Actually, I remember thinking this last night. So a Leo and Aquarius are sister signs and they're either going to be besties or butt heads completely. So that's what we got going on here. They, they, they are definitely in a pissing contest, the two of them. Le- Will isn't a very, like he's that type of Leo that's super intense. I can tell just like, by his body language like he's just like he can't yeah. contain his energy that's what that's why I'm like that's the guy I would picture starting a fight at my house party or something like that because you can tell he can't contain it but he wants all the attention so he knew he could get everything he wants by saying Peter is a narcissist yep well, I got to look up where Peter's from. Peter Pizza Preneur. Yeah, he must be from either New York or Jersey or something. He's got to be East Coast dude. I knew it. He's from Florida and he pretends like he has a New York and Jersey accent. I think I said it last week. I was like, he sounds like he's trying to pretend to be East Coast, but I bet you he's from fucking Florida. I mean, obviously neither of them have a chance with Michelle, but Peter seems to think that they have this like really close connection that I have not yet witnessed. <laughs> The best line of the night is when Will says to Peter, all you can offer is a slice, bro, or something like that. (laughs) I wrote it down. The only thing you can serve is a slice. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) And then, okay, putting that aside, we have some one-on-one time with Rick, who I am obsessed with. 
Rick is the head on the platter man and he is gorgeous. I was looking at his Instagram. Whoa. And he lives in LA and I'm like, how could I, did I never see this man? Like I've never seen his Instagram. Oh my God. It's like ungodly. Really? I need to see it. Yeah. I think he does some modeling obviously. And you know who he also looks like that people have been calling out. He looks like the actor that plays hook from once upon a time. Did you ever watch that? Yes. He looks a lot like him. If he dresses him for Halloween, that would be awesome. Oh yeah. His, Oh damn. Yeah. But he could be an aspiring actor. Totally. Totally. He kind of has that vibe on the gram. He does. What does he, I think it says he's in sales of some sort. I mean, he looks like also he's a model. I mean, he has some model shots. He's, he's just like freaking. So, and honestly, if he wasn't going for modeling and acting or acting and he lives in LA, I'd be like, what a missed opportunity. He probably was like hunted down because the eyeliner lashes really translate perfectly in, in catalog shots. Oh yeah. (laughs) It does. It just simply does. You know how some names could go a different direction depending on the person the name is on? Yes. Like my, I have an uncle Rick and it is not a hot name for me at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think of Rick from walking dead. So I I appreciate, I respect the name Rick from, I guess my perspective of it. I don't know. He just doesn't strike me as a Rick. It doesn't go with his face. Right. Yeah. I, I would see him more as like a Brian, um, or like Chandler, I don't know. Oh. We should. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> Joey <laughs> Ross. <laughs> I'm glad he's a Rick because it it just makes him more mysterious. And he's a Pisces. Is he? Well, it yeah. also like attributes to kind of to his quirky personality with like his head on the platter. And he is smart. He knows how to play this game. So he did the smartest thing he could have which is mm-hmm. he made one of those little games that like you play in middle school with people where it's a story and like you fill in the blanks. Oh, Mad he, Libs or something? Yeah, yeah, it's Mad Libs. Um, and he wrote one for Michelle and they wrote their little story together. And I think like, again, we don't know how far Rick goes, but I think he does make it far because every time she speaks about him in interviews or speaks about who her favorite first night guy was, um, she says Rick. And also on Off the Vine, Caitlin Bristow's podcast, she had Jason on last week. And Jason's like, just tell me, tell me how far Rick makes it. And she's like, I can't, I can't tell you. And he's like, okay, blink once if he goes home really soon and blink twice if he makes it pretty far. And so we obviously don't know what Caitlin did, but he's like, oh, interesting. And so the way that I see Michelle speaking about him So positively, I'm like, I bet you he makes it to final six. I'm betting him and Clayton are final six. I hope so. I really do. After Rick, you know, we see some other men that she talks to, but Michelle ends up giving the group date rose to Brandon. So again, more affirmation that like, she really likes this guy. He's going far. And even though he's corny and all of that, I I think he seems authentic. The way he looks at Michelle is very authentic. I can tell he's really about her. But then what comes out of his mouth, I know. I'm a little bit like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. I feel like he's the kind of guy at a bar that would literally walk up to you and be like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just thought you must have fallen from heaven. And they work. They work on me, even though I hate them. And I I hate hearing other people say them. I was cringing when he was talking to Michelle, but I was also like, oh, he's so cute. My husband's like, but you hate that stuff. I go, I know, know, but I could see him on paradise next summer for sure. Because at that point too, he'll have enough time to recover from his broken heart and be ready for love. So Leo is always ready for the cameras. mm -hmm. So then we have a one-on-one date with Jamie, who I really liked last week, but don't trust Sam. Don't trust my judgment. I was wrong. First of all, when he gets this date card with the other men, he's bizarre the way he's speaking. I mean, he has the first one-on-one date. That's a big deal, you know? And he's Mm -hmm. really not grateful at all. And he kind of was speaking to the men in a very like weird and controlling way. He said, I travel to third world countries with a day's warning by myself. Like I'm amazing. And it was just uh, not for me, but <laughs> he wasn't grateful because he was 
too busy trying to manipulate the situation and get the target off of his back. He was more concerned with the guys hating him, which I mean, I would too. I would be thinking of that as well. However, I would be taking more of the stance of, oh no, this is, this is really heavy. I'm really nervous. What if it doesn't go well? I would be saying things like that versus, oh, I, I kind of have like an upper hand balls in my court type of, which I, I do like, I appreciate that in some ways in, in the sense that he wants to make sure that Michelle is a good fit for him. Like that is an honest thing because I hate it. You know, that all of these guys are like, this is my soulmate. And it's like, dude, if there was a, a, another woman or even two other women there, he wouldn't know who your soulmate was. You wouldn't be straight away picking Michelle. Like you're just saying that. So I do like it when the contestants are like, we'll see if I'm for them and they're for me, like that. This is a mutual thing. But then put it that way because his body language and the way he said what he said Mm -hmm. computed as something very alarming to me, especially when we didn't even see him bringing it up on the date. Yeah. And so for our listeners, let's play a little game. I'm going to give you a second. Guess what sign Jamie is. One, two, three. He's a Scorpio. We have another toxic Scorpio on our hands, everybody. He, he is a bit off-putting and they go on this hiking date. Again, my nightmare. I would look at that mountain and I'd be like, see you when you get back down. <laughs> I mean, that was scary, but you know, he, they were working together. I can see why she liked him. Like in that moment, you know, he's coaching her, put this foot there, even though I was like, stop bossing her around, but she was asking for the help. So I I understand why she saw it as like a positive thing, but what she probably doesn't realize is like, that is like a dominant trait in him all the time, which is to boss. Out of the group of the Zodiac signs that are power hungry, Scorpios, very well at the top. (laughs) A Scorpio just asked me on a date today from Bumble and I'm like, and I ghosted him for like a week and then he messaged me again and I was like listen stop being don't don't get in your head don't don't be like that okay they're not all and I just hooked up with the fucking Virgo last night that I hate with the depths of my soul so I'm just being like brought you know actually I wanted to share this I want to share this with our audience too it's really interesting I got a birth chart reading um this a few days ago and she was like, you know, you have these specific Scorpio and Virgo placements in your chart. And it's honestly something that like, you need to get more comfortable with our Scorpios and Virgos, because you might, I think my Jupiter, um, or no, my Mars is in Virgo and I have a Mercury in Scorpio. So those are pretty. And she's like, you know, stop like running away from them because there's things from like the reason you don't like them so much is because you kind of see a part of yourself in that. And you really need to lean into that and like order to grow. And so I thought that was actually like really good advice and very interesting. I'm proud of you, Sam. I'm not saying I'm listening. I can't say that it looks like you're making too much (laughs) progress right now. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Last night with the guy that I was with, he said something I didn't like. And I was like, such a Virgo. And he was like, I don't even know what that means. And I was like, you wouldn't. Earth signs aren't really into astrology as much as they should be. Well, most. That's kind of like a assumption, but. So after they go hiking, they have a dinner portion of the date. And, you know, he tells his sad story and it is really, really sad. Um, you know, he mentions that he has a very different family experience in upbringing than Michelle. This is the second person that's mentioned that, which I find interesting that they're very upfront. Like, it's really great. You have such an amazing family that you love so much, but uh, I'm fucked up. And, you know, that she can like really embrace that and kind of, and have empathy for them. So she said, so he said that his mom had him when she was 18. The dad was 21. And he says that, you know, he did so well as a kid. And then his mom started having mental health issues and money issues. They moved into his grandparents' house. His mom ended up committing suicide when he was 24. It was a very impactful story. Even I was teary-eyed, but I was also, I also had my reservations. The date went well overall. Right. I was feeling what Michelle was feeling. She's narrating it. I'm going along with whatever vibe she has because I trust her judgment on people. Of course, we're going to see what happens later in the episode. 
as he's sharing the story, he said it so, I guess, eloquently. And, and then again, just because someone had, you know, gone through so much adversity doesn't mean that they don't have, you know, certain, certain faults. Um, he could either be an Aries moon or a Taurus moon. He could even be a cusp, which could make him really complicated as well. It could show him that experience could have shown him a way to be extremely tender and caring and wanting to sort of nurture. And Aries moon is a very complicated relationship with the mom, whether it's just an you know, simple, like we don't, we can't communicate well, or we just can't see eye to eye, or it could be even more complicated. He could, you know, heaven forbid, and I don't want to sound like an asshole, but he could really not have healed completely from that experience and have a lot of resentment. He posted on his story last night, Jamie did Watching my first full episode of The Bachelor at ABC. First, thank you so, so very much for the outpouring of love. My heart feels so full and the stories of what you've been through. If there's anything from my story that can contribute to your life story positively, I'm so happy to have had the opportunity to do that and be that. And for those that chose violence, genuinely, I love you too. My anchors this last couple of months have been compassion, empathy, and kindness. I wish that for you. I learned early what people have to say about you says more about them than it does about you. And that Mm -hmm. understanding helps me to have compassion for every human journey. So I'm sending love to y'all. I mean, okay. who knows? Like, He's a complex character. Like we don't know where, where we're heading with him. We really don't. Even with, with what happens at the end of the episode, I, I, I'm getting such mixed signals from him. I do have a lot of empathy. Like I said, I was, you know, like crying hearing his story. But again, I also am like, hmm. Sending everyone love that like has similar stories that can relate like me and Melissa do. I'll put a resource in the show notes for you guys um, that, you know, you can share, pass along, whatever. But I do appreciate um, that, you know, he told his story and that America got to witness what happened and learn from it and all of that. So let's move on to our next group date. It is a basketball group date. We have two WNBA athletes there that are coaching and helping move this date along. Um, and so Joe, who is the guy from Minnesota that quote unquote ghosted Michelle, um, and she mentioned that when they were speaking over Instagram DM that they were bonding and talking over basketball, like that's what they were talking about. And, you know, right before this group date, Joe finds out that his basketball coach died and you see him talking to his mom on the phone, like crying, you know, he's obviously really affected by this, but, you know, he still goes on the state and Michelle reveals that um, Joe was Mr. Basketball, which is a huge deal in 2011. And she was actually Miss Minnesota. Well, she was the runner up to be Miss Minnesota basketball. Um, So they kind of have this like very similar journey and being from Minnesota, being basketball players and really good basketball players at that. So obviously, you know, the guys are shooting. Michelle's an amazing basketball player. We see that the blue team wins, but Joe gets the award to stay for the night portion of the date. And obviously like this is the start of causing rumors and drama. But at the end of the day, I kind of understand where the men are coming from. They're like, let's put two and two together. They both are from Minnesota. They're both around the same age. They both played basketball. Like how in the world did they not know each other? Joe and Michelle get some one-on-one time because he got this award, opens up about his coach. You can see that she can tell how like distraught and damaged she is over that. They both really seem to like each other, uh, but it, it took a turn. Like, I don't feel as though, or at least we didn't see it that Michelle was validated in any way. Like, why did you come on the show if you stopped talking to me? Like, why are you here if you chose to yeah. She kind of just like brushing it under the rug because clearly she really, really likes him. Almost like a teenager all over again when she was talking about him being Mr. Basketball in 2011 and how she was runner up to being Mrs. Basketball, which was like, whoa, like he goes there for her. 
Yeah. And there are rumors. Again, we don't know the confirmed final four, but I'm pretty sure Joe is in it. I, I'm guessing she keeps him around till fantasy suites and then lets him go. That's, that's what I think, but you know, Joe's also a Gemini. Yeah. They have almost everything in common. You know, in a way, I think they're like too similar, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think that too, like even not to be creepy, but they look like they could even be semi-related. Like, yeah. Look, like, look how perfect his teeth is. (laughs) And he has like beautiful eyes, like Michelle, like very dreamy eyes and like a very sweet, like, yeah, just a very sweet little, like you want to squeeze it. But it is a perfect example of a girl that's usually really strong, but when she likes a guy specifically, she lets things slide that she might not let slide with like other people who she doesn't feel that like vagina tingling with. Some people are turned on by getting turned down. Yeah. I don't know. I have some (laughs) issues as well. So I'm not shaming Michelle. So then yes, the men are all paranoid talking about Joe and Michelle and Nate is like, I'm not upset. I literally could care less if they know each other. I don't care either way. And I'm just here to be with Michelle and I'm annoyed that people are starting this shit because it might derail me getting more time with her and like her having a good experience here. Like Nate knows how to win. I love him. I need Nate's chart. I love Nate. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he's not an Aries. Cause that's honestly, that would have been my mentality too. I'm like, who cares? They're not together now. It didn't work out. She's yeah. still on the show. She's still looking for love. Who cares he's also michelle mentioned this on bachelor happy hour so he is six eight six foot eight inches tall and he's terrible at basketball and michelle's like i don't know how you can get that close to the basket and never make it (laughs) (laughs) which is really cute and you know we see them have this really passionate kiss where he kind of like pulls her to like a private you know aside and it reminded me of like when Dale and Claire would do that they would kind of like run off to the side and like hook up and be like oh no cameras aren't looking at us they just literally want like it, there was passion between passion. us two mm. El passion. even my husband was like don't look <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the group date rose goes to Joe which of course really riles these guys up even more so then we have the cocktail party I love Rodney. He is also rumored to potentially be final four or around them. So he makes it far. He's so cute. She does a specific thing for him. So like, this is cool that like, she is planning time with the guys instead of like the guys always being like, Oh, come aside. I made this date for you. She wanted to spend more time with Rodney and do this apple taste testing. She created that. I love her leader. Mm-hmm. essence that she has she's like I'm not gonna get catered to like let's flip it around every now and then it's, it's nice role reversing yeah. so they do the granny smith a fuji bread and then she gives him pizza and he thinks it's wait yeah she gives him pizza and he's like is this lasagna she's like how about this one and then she kisses him so it's like she's really taking the initiative here she likes him and he goes oh my god that's the best kiss ever yes and then Spencer and Martin, I wrote, wrote this down and I'm like, I literally don't even know who Spencer and Martin are at this point, but they want to out Joe to everyone. They, you know, cause Jamie like plants it in their heads that Michelle and him knew each other before. And this isn't right. And, um, I wrote Malik is being chill. He was like the chill guys. Those are the ones you want to go after that literally don't care. And James said that before he got here, he got some info from a friend that said that she as the bat she was already crowned as the like announced as the bachelorette and that she was already booed up with a Minnesota baller and the fact that like Jamie was getting information like before the show of rumors about her already means that he kind of was coming in with like not great intentions because why would he really go in if he truly thought that Michelle already was booed up like why not talk about it personally to Michelle before bringing it up to other people. Right. Like, I don't understand to be like, Hey, by the way, funny thing. And they thought that you were with this guy. And I was like, Oh no, I hope not. Since I'm coming on the show, like you could have brought it up in a funny manner mm-hmm. to get clarity on like who that was 
versus make her feel insecure. And I have a feeling either that story never happened and it's completely made up or they were just joking. Like the girls were like, oh, and she seemed booed up already just to kind of ruffle feathers and just joke around. I also think that the producers totally riled him up to do that. I mean, I'm trying to maybe give him a little bit the benefit of the doubt, but with mm-hmm. that, like with that being said, he still basically is having like little minions do his dirty work and making him still look good, which is the problem. The only thing I could see the producers doing is encouraging him to bring it up because everyone was already talking about it like oh well you said it and now everyone's talking about it so you might as well bring it up because then you're gonna look it's gonna come back around and bite you in the butt Mm -hmm. I I can imagine that scenario it's his body language it's the way he's like looking around as he's speaking there's like certain I want like a psychologist on the show yeah (laughs) I I need to talk to somebody who can you know just read Yes, him better or psychic. We need a psychic or a psychologist. He takes Michelle aside and pretends to be like the good guy. Like, so I heard a lot of talking with the guys and they're claiming they're spreading this rumor that you knew Joe beforehand. And he said that he thinks there are people out there that are questioning her authenticity and he thinks it's taken a mind of its own. I'm like, so that is literally so freaking manipulated because he's the one that's going around and saying it. I mean, I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure that Michelle will find out soon enough. I don't see him lasting that much longer because he's not even being smart about it. Like there's a group of guys that are going to come clean and be like, uh, no, Jamie started that. And she'll be like, what the fuck? Jamie's the one that warns me. But, and, but it was such an interesting tactic for her to be like, ask me a question now, speak up, let's get clarity, all of us in one room. And when she realized nobody was speaking, she's like, you know, her, it was like her brain was switching back and forth. You guys are either all screwing with me or this only came from one person. And like, you all just basically are outing that you're confused. And I can, she's probably looking at people look confused. And can also read that. She doesn't even know what to register. She's probably mentally gaslighting herself as well because she's so confused. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so bad for her. And she also wasn't saying what I wanted her to say as well. I wanted her to just say to Jamie, like, what, you just because I'm hanging out with someone, you're going to assume I'm booed up? Like, what if that was my cousin? You know, like, who? (laughs) I I do want to say, though, something is like an alarm is kind of going off in my head. I'm like, why is she so defensive about this? I mean, it could be yes, that like she wants these men to trust her. Nobody likes people talking behind their back, especially a Gemini. And yeah, you know, because Geminis don't like secrets. Yeah. But that being said, I'm like, why are you so defensive about this? And also why did we not question Joe anymore about why he went on the show if he already knew her? Like she really just skied by it. So I, I honestly do think there is a missing piece to this story. It wouldn't be the first time that someone's gone on the show and known somebody. I mean, it's not a crime, but I, I feel like she's kind of tra- like covering something up. Well, now that you're saying that, you got my wheels turning. What if she mentioned... Hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Didn't we DM or something like that? Just to kind of already put the narrative out there. Yeah, and the way that he reacted to that line too, when he walked in, she goes, do I know you? And he goes, we'll see. And it was like, what is going on here? What's happening? I mean, listen, they don't end up together and I'm happy because I do think it's anticlimactic and annoying to watch a show where they end up together and they could have met in real life like the point of the show is introducing you to people that like you never would have crossed paths with before you know and and that includes Katie and Blake which we'll get into later like Katie and Blake knew each other they corresponded you know via DM if they really truly liked each other that much they could have said hey fuck the show let's go meet up for a weekend and see if this is really something but because they both wanted to be on TV they went on the show again and then ended up together and it's like I really want to see someone meet this another person that truly they never would have met in real life that's the beauty of the show off because she was claimed as bachelorette so much earlier than she actually had the opportunity to start mm-hmm. doing 
the show. So to stall your life, like how would you, how do you prevent fate for that long? Yeah. It's really hard. Like I didn't want to meet anyone. I didn't want to have a, a relationship first, you know, while I was in an internship, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm working at NBC. I cannot do this. I'm, I have such a serious job. And of course, like that's when, you know, life works that way. So I really do trust Michelle though. I do too. Maybe, you know, he hit her up like FYI, I'm here. I am, you know, and she's like, I can't really talk to you because I'm on the show. And then maybe they're trying to cover up something smaller. Or, or she said to him, listen, I was really interested in you. Um, and you're not responding, which is annoying, but FYI, I'm the next bachelorette. So if you want a piece of this, go apply. (laughs) That would be a great pickup line. Um, as for Jamie though, there's something just odd about his approach and the way he could have gotten away from the conversation, but it looked like he had to reignite it. He almost started to understand that this was getting under people's skin, that people are starting to feel insecure. And then he thought, what if I start making people feel more insecure? And then he realized it backfired on him. It reminded me of a story that my dad always shared with me. It's called The Scorpion and the Frog. Have you ever heard of it? Heard of it, but I'm not like familiar. Okay, well, I've been burned by Scorpio friends in the past. And again, this is not a Scorpio, <laughs> it, it, you know, an anti-Scorpio show. I My mother wait, is yeah. a triple Scorpio. Oh, I, have a lot, I, have like, I have like 50 Scorpios in my family. Yeah, honestly. and I just want to say, we, we love you, Caitlin. <laughs> we love you, Caitlin. We know Caitlin's listening as well. And we're like, oopsies. Um, but let's, let's talk about a Scorpio that's, you know, not in their highest vibration, right? The story of the Scorpio and the frog, I'll just say it really short, is... There was a frog that swims and needed and goes back and forth across the river. And the Scorpio, I'm kind of butchering this. The Scorpio needed to get across the river. So the Scorpio asked the frog, like, hey, do you mind if I the scorpion, I mean, goes on the frog and goes, Do you mind if I get on your back and swim across the river? And you can take me across the river. The frog goes, Hell no. What if you sting me? The Scorpio says, Why would I do that? We would both drown since I can't swim. Right. So the frog's like, good point. So the frog takes the scorpion on his back. They swim across the river. Halfway through, the Scorpio stings the frog. As they're, you know, going into their doom, the the frog goes, why did you do that? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion says, I couldn't help it. It's in my nature. It's just like a reflex. So the scorpion and the frog dies. Never trust a Scorpio on the show, except for Noah. Except for Noah. Being on a show is putting them in a circumstance where they have to use their natural reflex, whatever's in their nature, which is like stinging others before they can get stung. Exactly. So, you know, Michelle really breaks down uh, um, Caitlin and our Tasha again goes to help her. Like, I don't know where Caitlin is, but it's, it's basically like the Tasha and Michelle show. And, you know, she doesn't know who to trust. And Michelle tells the guys, like you said, you know, confronts them. No one knows what she's talking about. And she excuses herself. And then Nate goes, they saved face, but they are soft. I was like, you're so cute. What are you so cute. cute? I just, oh my uh, God. And like, you know, I can see gotcha. like, hopefully they're still together and everything. And them going to like events, him having his kind of like arm around her waist like just kind of protecting her even though she doesn't need protection but like especially because he's so tall it's just like come here oh I should chill oh my god I cannot imagine standing next to a six foot eight <laughs> human being when I'm four foot eleven that's <laughs> almost that's almost double me <laughs> oh crazy so then she cancels the rest of the party cut to the rose ceremony she gives a rose to Nate of course Rodney, Martin, Rick, Leroy, Spencer, Casey, Chris G, Malik, Olu, Chris S, Will, Romeo, LT, Clayton, and Peter. And she sends home Pardeep. What the fuck? Oh, and she even spoke highly of him on Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm like, why couldn't you keep him any longer? Like, come on, get to know him. And he's so cute on his Instagram. He's like, okay, we broke history last week. I went viral for saying that I'm the first Indian American to ever receive a rose on this show. That being said, I only received one rose. 
but I'm still very grateful for all of the awareness. And he said, and all of the clothing that I wore on the show was all like environmentally recycled or something. And in the depth of my heart. Oh my gosh. And Martin's still there. Really? I know it's, it's a travesty. So Pardeep, we better see your little behind on paradise with lots of environmentally friendly bathing suits, or you can go naked. I don't care. <laughs> I have to also mention that. Yeah, it's still early, which, and definitely too early for Pardeep to go home. But like what are these ep- episodes going to start to justify why the hell Clayton is the bachelor? Like, when are we going to get to that? I don't know because I don't think he's like, I like Michelle so much. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. still in the background. I know. I'm just whatever. Not a fan. So anyways, that wraps it up for the recap for this week. But don't worry. We have a lot more going on for you all. (laughs) Bachelor Nation news and gossip. This was a doozy. Wow. Okay. So we had some shocking news. And the only reason why I'm saying it's shocking isn't because there was a breakup between Blake and Katie. They they're done, but it's the way that it happened and how quickly it happened. So as most of us know, Blake for the past month has been doing some work in Africa, which was even mentioned on the show. You know, this was a huge deal for him. And He just got back. Katie did a stand-up set opening for Whitney Cummings in Anaheim last Friday. Well, apparently it didn't go that well. I don't know. Um, I I, I wish there was footage just so I could get the vibe of it. I've only seen little clips. Um, I've seen one little clip, but you know, I did stand-up for like six, seven years in LA. It's it's definitely not something that you want to like do for your first time opening for a huge famous stand-up comedian in a theater that has God knows how many seats. So it's like, it was kind of bound to fail from begin with. And just a little bit more about the stand-up. I read an article today that apparently she was up there. She had a 10 minute set and, you know, 10 minutes sounds short to most people. If you've never done stand-up before, a 10 minute set is a long, like it's a very long time. I've, the most I've ever done in a set is 10 to 12 minutes. And that was after several years of practicing and doing shows doing like six to seven minutes. So apparently she got up there during her 10 minutes and was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I don't like this. And someone's like, then get off the stage. Wow. Yeah. Imagine Whitney Cumming was, was trying to get publicity by her bombing on her show. I don't know. She, she could have been uh, Whitney. You wouldn't put it past her based on yes, I've your met, encounters with her. Yes, yeah. I've had some encounters with her. She's not my fave, but so there was some media backstage interviewing her, uh, Katie and the us weekly was there and they interviewed her that night asking about Blake, this and that. And Katie basically said something along on the lines of like, I don't really know what's going on in my life. We're, we're just winging it. And that really isn't something that like you want to hear from someone newly engaged. But then she said, you know, right after the show, I'm going home and I'm flying out tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to see Blake. So she was supposed to fly out this past Saturday morning at 6 a.m. to go to Canada to visit Blake. I'm not sure if that happened or what, but on Monday, this is just three days after Friday that she did her stand-up set and Blake has just gotten home they announce that they have broken up. So I just find it very interesting. Like, A, did she go to Canada or did they get in a fight before she went to Canada? And B, I mean, if you are like seriously engaged to someone, that means you want to spend the rest of your life with them. You want to make it work. Are you really announcing your breakup three days after you get into a fight or two days after? Isn't that weird? That's the thing about Katie that that's my critique of, you know, she pulls the trigger. She's a, she's a very trigger happy kind of gal. And it's, it was cool to see on TV at mm-hmm. times, especially when, you know, she stood up to Thomas and we were like applauding her because we didn't know how sweet Thomas was and the way she handled multiple conversations, especially yes. at the tell all. Yeah. I feel like whatever happened, honestly, was probably Katie's fault. Um, and, you know, let's just well, talk not fault is the right, I don't know if fault is the right word, but at her 
yeah, like at her yeah. discretion. Yeah. And like, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that when the show ended, you know, she went and moved to San Diego, which couldn't be further from where Blake lives. Like Blake is really in Canada. He's really close to New York, you know? So that's like New York, California. Like that's how you can think of it. And when she moved, like the show wasn't done airing yet, but she was already engaged to Blake and they were having their happy couple weekends and all right, of that. That's a good point. That so, is a really good point. Yeah. And, like she already had that. In, she could have changed that. She could have switched. Yeah. And you know, obviously we know that family isn't super important to her. She kind of had a messed up childhood and like some anger towards her family members. Well, I wouldn't say it's not important to her, but it's not it's at not the top her, of her list. She doesn't factor her life around family. And if that's what you mean, right. Like yeah. she's an independent family member. Yeah. And so on the other hand, Blake, very close to his family, extremely close to his mother and, you know, his siblings. And so I, and I am all for like, go girl, you do you fuck the man, like, you know, live your life. But with that being said, she went on a show to get engaged, to find a life partner. And I truly believe that like, once you find that person, there is, there should be compromise. There should be things that you have to give up a little bit for your partner and vice versa. And the fact that she chose this random city she's never lived in before to move to, as opposed to being like, you know, my fiance, my future husband loves his family. He wants to be close to them. While I might not completely understand that, this is something that's important to him. So like, I mean, she could have moved to New York. The rest of those girls live in New York. Like, I mean, I get it. San Diego is a really awesome place. It's beautiful. It's very chill. I, I understand why she would want to live there, but like, what do you want, San Diego or a husband? I mean, I don't know their whole story, but I'd expect a little bit more fighting for the relationship. Even just a few days before the breakup, people were commenting on her page, being like, "Why aren't? Why isn't Blake liking your photos? Like, why aren't you interacting?" And she was like, "Excuse me, that my fiance is out in Africa doing amazing work, and the first thing." that we aren't worried about is like liking each other's photos. But then a few days later, they announced that they had broken up. There, there could be, maybe, I'm guessing that this is not what happened, but it's a possibility, just knowing what we know of Blake, that like he could have gotten jealous. You know, she has a lot of these like really close guy friends, including John, who was briefly on Katie's season. And then they became really, really close friends when she moved to San Diego. And like, this is a guy that literally does so much for her, helped her move in, watches her cat when she's away. Like, I know that girls can have close guy friends. I get it. But I could kind of see, you know, maybe Blake is like, why are you always hanging out with him? You know, like, is there something going on there? Maybe there is something going on there. I don't know. I don't know if the jealousy even would have to be like that. It could even be like, for comparing him maybe to other people that you know yeah like John does this like why can't mm -hmm. you John does you know a, there's a huge difference between a guy that's in the that you put in the friend zone that's really nice and likes to do that that kind of stuff for you versus your partner who has their own life their own career which no offense was established in this world or to this type of plat like to the you know larger platform before her he was right. in seasons before her so he started off on this scale of being well known and having more eyes on him and everything a little bit before her right which means he's like like that that ball started rolling already I I think it could have been anything but it definitely shows based on the audience and all the clues people are gathering that it was an abrupt and most likely from an argument. I will say that Andrew did po repost something. Andrew asked that someone posted it, the music in the background was, I'm going to leave the door open, that song, you know? Yeah. Um, and they took a picture of his note on the show, like, you know, whatever he said, like, I'm here if it doesn't work out kind of thing. And he says that this is actually really hilarious, but no, that door is closed. That chapter is over. So she won't be running back to Andrew S., maybe Michael A. I don't know, but I've actually heard rumors that Michael A is dating somebody um, and she might be on Dancing with the Stars. I don't know, Ooh. but I, I don't really know if this is true, but if you look at 
this person's Instagram comments back and forth between them. They're definitely friends. It's Amanda Klutz. So I don't know um, exactly what's going on, but I have a feeling Katie, honestly, like I could see Katie though, really still wanting to be with someone in the franchise for clout, for that name recognition. And maybe she's really going to be like, me and John were friends first and, you know, we fell in love and it happened much I after. I don't see her and John, honestly. I think she likes having somebody at her beck and call, but I don't think she can see someone that was at her beck and call as someone to be in a relationship with, even though she, you did mention in the group chat that she said that he was her type night one. Mm-hmm. I think her type has changed after dating so many people. <laughs> Maybe. And I, I will just want to give myself a little credit and stop doubting myself. Last week when I was editing our show, I did say, I feel like Kitty and Blake could break up soon. And I cut it out because I was like, oh, that's negative. Like they must be so happy. But yeah, right. I wish you kept it. I know. Whoops. So yes, they they're broken up. Hopefully we'll get some more answers soon. Um, this will be literally one of the quickest breakups post show of, you know, someone winning. It is one of the quickest to ever happen. Really? Have yeah. anyone clocked the days? I got to clock it. Oh, I, you know, Bachelor Data should do that, actually. I think maybe she did. Um, we'll look into that. But yeah. then we have another piece of news, which is I'm actually not too excited about. Um, this year, how they did two back-to-back Bachelorette seasons, they're doing the same thing next year, but with The Bachelor. So basically, they're going to have Clayton season. And then in like May they're going to have another season of The Bachelor that's premiering and then Paradise. I want to vomit on <laughs> so many different levels for so many different reasons. I'm assuming it'll be someone from Michelle's season just because I feel like it's too hard to go back and pull from Katie's season. And that being said, like there really weren't a lot of amazing options. I mean, besides Michael A, of course, from Katie's season, I didn't think to be The Bachelor. But we're on this road of what they promised as we were going to get more diversity. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't know how to say it, but I have to say it. Like we had Katie Thurston and then Michelle, which I would have been happy with just Michelle. Yeah. Then, you know, not saying I didn't enjoy Katie's season. I did. I actually really enjoyed it, but I also enjoyed it with the premise that on the premise that it was only going to happen once us getting like a double bachelorette situ- situation. When technically I kind of feel like we got a double bachelorette situation with Claire and Tasha, even though it, it was one season altogether, we got two bachelorettes. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to keep doing this. I know it's just, the, I know they're doing it to get everything back on track again, but if you're going to do Clayton, which I really hope is still a lie, I'm still grasping. At you straws, know, you but, know that it's not a lie. <laughs> and then what are you going to do? Like, like, and then you're going to, are you going to ask Pardeep? Are you going to ask Dr. Joe? Like what you, or you're going to, you're going to act like you're going to choose someone so different because you have like uh, an older guy now as, as the bachelor, like what is this fake phony? We're doing something different BS. Like, stop it. Like, stop it. You know, like really actually do it do it like don't give us a Clayton yeah well they definitely need to show Clayton more I'm really surprised that they aren't I thought that they were going to be editing him too much to be like the perfect guy but at the end of the day we haven't really seen much of him we don't know these guys that well yet I'm really hoping that the second bachelor will be somebody from this pool um and there's a lot of diversity this season so you know I'm I'm hoping that they pick someone from Michelle's season. So we will keep you posted. And then just one last little tidbit of news um, that a lot of you might not care about, but I just want to say that Chris Harrison got engaged to Lauren Zima and um, we wish them well. And a lot of Bachelor Nation, you know, has been supporting them. Um, A lot of Bachelor Nation is not. (laughs) Yes. I mean, listen, I've said this before. Like I know Lauren Zima. She's never been anything but nice to me. She's really in love with Chris Harrison. Do I think that they've done a couple of things since like recently that are a little bit like he scrubbed his Instagram completely, like, and started over, he deleted every single picture. Um, and then just has the one or whatever, anything bachelor related, you mean? No, he deleted every single picture ever. Oh, really? The first post is him proposing to her. 
And he also unfollowed a lot of people, including Rachel Lindsay, which is not a great look. And um, Lauren Zima started her podcast finally. And I saw a clip that wasn't too great. She's like, a lot of you are asking if I'm going to do Roses and Rosé again. And I don't know. There were some very traumatic things that happened. Maybe we'll get into it. And it's like, girl, just shut, shut up. Just don't. Yeah, don't try to. And it's like, not funny. Like it was traumatic for a lot of other people, you know, as well. Right. Like everything that happened. And yeah, the comment was like a little bit very icky. Like, ooh, like that didn't, that doesn't feel right. Like she kind of was in a way like, feel sorry for us. Like we went through so much trauma and I was like, oh God. Well, I guarantee they did, but don't use it to titillate anything. Like just don't, no. Yeah, just, like, just don't talk about it. But you know, um, I, I wish them well. I'm not sending any hate their way. And I suggest that you all don't either. If you don't have anything nice to say, then just keep it to yourself. No, no reason to slide into their DMs again with, you know, whatever, just, just, you know, move on. But that is just a yes. small, yes, just move on. The Every, hate you put out comes back. Yes. Even if it's deserved, you think it comes back. Even if it's deserved, honestly, the universe doesn't have laws. Yeah, it really doesn't. So that wraps it up for news and gossip. Melissa, what do you have for what's your sign? So let's get into what's going on astrologically. We didn't do what's your sign last episode. With this recent elimination, we have three Cancers, three Aries left, one Pisces, Rick, (laughs) four Leos, Two Tauruses, two Libras, and one Aquarius. Hmm. Interestingly enough, who's the Aquarius? You no, know, we're both Aquarius moons. We, you know, I'm scared. Who is it? We have a kinship <laughs> to Aquariuses. It's Peter the Pizzeria Preneur. No! The pizza Preneur. Yeah, like the worst Aquarius. It's awful. Scorpios and Aquariuses are not doing so well in Bachelor Nation, except for Andrew S. Oh, yeah. Well, thank goodness for Andrew S. I mean, his back must hurt <laughs> carrying all these Aquarius. <laughs> so heartbreaking news as, you know, an astrology enthusiast. Turns out, Michelle, we don't have her birth time, so we can't get all the heat, right? It's We definitely need the birth time to get the rising sign as well as any degrees in the chart when there's a, the moon changes every two and a half days or two days. And if you don't, there are days that you could be born on the cusp. So if she's born before 3 PM, she would be a Scorpio moon. And if she was born after 3 30 PM, she'd be a Sagittarius moon. And I've been like raising her as a Sagittarius moon forever. (laughs) She has that vibe. I really think she has both energies Her relationship with her mom brings a lot of Scorpio moon personality traits. Plus she's very intuitive. She has those eyes that could like stare through you, honestly. Um, Just very piercing energy. But if she is a Scorpio moon, let's look at it this way. If she's a Gemini sun with a Scorpio moon, her best choice, I mean, and the whole chart matters, but we're going on the, you know, the quick, the quick notes version of this. Her best choice would be a Pisces. Rick. 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 I know. I know. <laughs> so maybe there'll be BFFs if he doesn't make it through. Well, so my, um, my parents were a Gemini and Pisces combo, actually. Well, wow, they, nice. they got, they got divorced, but, um, that, but they, I think really did have like a soul connection. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, They could, you know, entertain each other endlessly, a Pisces and Gemini. But um, yeah, if she's a Gemini sun and Scorpio moon, her best bet um, connection-wise would be an Aquarius, which does not look like it's It's happening this season. Um, But of course, you know, with the rumors being that it's Nate, he's a Cancer. I got to check out his whole chart, something that maybe we'll get into next episode but generally, okay. generally speaking, Geminis and Cancers are not the best mix, are they? That's what I read, at least. Not like allergic to each other. Well, that's that's, that's what comforting. You when you look at her chart, she has Mercury in Cancer. She has Mars in Leo. So there's there's a lot that could 
Make them compatible. Yeah. Make them compatible, especially because I don't know Nate's big three. And like you said, she has a lot of cancers left, which is kind of random. With her mercury and cancer, like she she really does exude a lot of that energy, especially as a teacher mm-hmm. or when she is a teacher, you know? So she's very caring, nurturing. If she is a Scorpio moon, a Virgo moon could flowed really nicely with her Hmm. interestingly enough you wouldn't expect it and if she's a Sagittarius moon a Libra moon would do really nicely with her so that's why I want to look into maybe what Nate is any of the other guys that probably make it to the top four we'll Mm -hmm. we'll find out and I just also I I want to give some credit where credit is due to um, two other accounts on Instagram, uh, Do the Roses Align and Bachelor Horoscopes. They definitely picked up the heavy lifting for getting the uh, birthdays and everything this year. And, you know, we become friendly with them on Instagram because at first we were like, we have to be the only ones, you know, and then it's like, no, can we just work together here? Like we, we got yeah. this. So um, a lot of our information that we're getting is through them who have reached out to the contestants and done a lot of research. So I just want to give them some credit. Yeah, we all have a different interpretation of how we use the astrology. And also we all have real lives outside of this. So it's like to do all, you know, to work full time. And also um, Bachelor Watch League. They came up, uh, I think they might've been the first to find all the Zodiac signs and then um, Bachelor Horoscopes edited them. So, you know, we appreciate the the hard work that you guys have done. We've done it before too, but you know, this has been crazy. So thank you guys. Yeah, And honestly- when it was the easiest, when we were like the first people to DM them. And then now I think there's even other accounts that we don't even speak to that are doing this and there's Reddit users. So they're, they're getting so many DMs about what time they're born and all this stuff that they're like, we've gotten some really douchey responses from some people being like, (laughs) I'm not legally obliged to tell you. We're like, Oh, okay. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's just better. I, let, let's let them figure it out. And then- yeah, like less, <laughs> let's less bombarding on, on, you know, yeah, on the contestants end. Any questions anybody has, feel free to DM us at throw it batch pod on Instagram. And we can definitely get into some some more details as the journey continues. <laughs> get into a game of throw it batch for those of you that are new this is the time of the show where we assign a cocktail wine or beer to three of the most prominent contestants of the episode so first i'm going to start with jamie i'm giving him a cocktail called the perfect storm which is a brandy based orange liqueur freshly squeezed lime juice dashes of bitters ginger beer and a lime wedge to garnish. This is not my cup of tea, not my kind of cocktail. I'm kind of feeling that about Jamie right now. I'm going to give him a shot of, um, well, actually the bottle (laughs) of tequila with the scorpion in it because he makes me nervous. Makes me nervous too. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm laughing. Okay, so the next one is Peter. And I wrote my cocktail before I knew that he was actually from Florida. This was just intuition I had. And I decided to give Peter the Miami iced tea, which is gin, light rum, vodka, peach schnapps, triple sec, sour mix, cranberry juice, and lemon lime soda. If this doesn't sound like the biggest stomach ache you've ever had in your entire life, then I don't know because that sounds like a lot. And Peter is a lot. I'm going to give Peter... I'm going to give him an apple teeny because very starter drink and I don't know I don't know if he's dated a lot he's very immature yeah Peter's a little kid Appletini. he is that, that's very true and then lastly we have Brandon which I'm giving love potion number nine his words are smooth even though they're kind of awkward there is definitely some real sparks going on he got the first uh group date rose and so love potion number nine has ice frozen strawberries vanilla ice cream vodka white creme de cacao and a strawberry garnish this sounds really good and sweet which is what i think brandon really is he just seems like a sweet boy but also a boy and my man nate is a man he's a 
big man. I want to give Brandon a strawberry margarita. I know I'm going really simple today. You know how to make a strawberry margarita. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but yeah, he's just like so sweet, a little too sweet. I mean, we both gave him drinks that are very paradise-y, so um, I yes. think maybe intuitively we're picking up on something here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> everyone thank you so so much for tuning into this episode of throw it batch please rate review subscribe would love to hear your feedback and like we said you know slip into our dms we so appreciate the conversations that we have with you all as the show continues and you know you can ask us astrology questions what have you and i teased last week we're having some really big amazing guests coming on that want their chart read we will probably announce it next week we do have a guest scheduled just don't want to jinx it right now. You know, things happen, but, um, several people that you guys will want to hear from, and I'm really, really excited about it. So thank you all make sure to follow us on Instagram <laughs> and throw it batch pod, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.